welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast for the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between having over coffee. I'm so excited to share with you all this new episode for the Setting Yourself Up for Success by Creating Healthy Habits series. This is part two, and I'm excited to dive in into social media and technology. Now, I know that these are tools that help us in our day-to-day communications and communications and connections with other people, but that's definitely if you use it in your favor. So I'll be sharing with you all three different tips or three different main points that I like to share and point out and then just a few little random tidbits and one of my favorite books that really talk about on how you can choose to stay focused in a noisy world. So stay tuned and grab your coffee or your favorite way to keep yourself fueled for the day and let's get this conversation started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have another solo episode for you today. Now, this is a continuation of my series, Setting Yourself Up for Success by Creating Healthy Habits, and this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, be sure to go back a couple episodes just a few weeks ago and tune into that. In that episode, I talk all about your attitude and mindset, setting up a healthy morning routine, and understanding the power of your words. Now, in this episode in particular, I'm super, super pumped because we get to talk about our relationship with technology. This is a big one for me because I feel like I've immersed myself in everything social media, everything tech in the last few years, especially starting my business and especially growing my career. But it was also a detriment to my mental health because I put so much of my worth on social media and likes and all of that stuff. And I really, really wanted to dissect that today for this episode because to me, it's really important to make sure that you have a healthy relationship with your social media and your tech and the tools that you use. I'm a firm believer that less can be more. And especially when it comes to social media consumption, Because as much as I am a content creator, I'm also incredibly mindful about how much it affects my life, um, both mentally and like spiritually. Now, for those who don't know, like I started blogging on my personal blog back in 2013 as an outlet for myself to really just put my feelings out there. I felt like such a burden to my friends at the time, like just sharing my woes and just like not 
not being such a positive person about it. And I knew I just wanted to like dump out all my thoughts and feelings just as a way to kind of document it. It was literally just like an online journal that I wrote for myself. But as I continued to share my experiences, those things started to grow. And the more that I started to want to grow my career as a blogger, but now that I look back at it, like I wasn't so passionate about the blogging per se, but more so just the storytelling aspect and more so the 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 part where I get to share and just document my like life and my stories because that was important to me at the time. On the topic that less can be more, I truly believe that if we are intentional with our social media use, the better that our relationship will be with social media. There's been so much coming coming from social media that just happens to not be positive. And I feel like maybe in like three years ago, I found myself wanting to put myself in social media more and wanting to be like every other blogger and wanting to create a pretty feed and wanting to make sure that everyone liked me and I would always find myself feeling kind of shitty because I wasn't true to myself for one and because I just had a very unhealthy look at like my life and that that actually gave me the perspective that I needed to look inward for my self-love and to just better my self-esteem because I feel like that alone was the biggest problem. I'm not 100% blaming social media for making people feel not so great about themselves, but I hope that you if you know, if you don't feel happier leaving a social media app to take the time to really have that self-reflection inward and realize what you do need to work on so that you do feel more fulfilled in the interactions that you do have with people. Now, I'm excited to, like, before I get ahead of myself, like, I feel like I already want to dive into part three of this podcast series, but I'm going to keep it strictly on social media and why it's important to have this, like, great relationship with social media and what that really means. Now, I believe I shared a few of the books that I read in the last podcast, in my last solo episode, and I have a really great read to recommend to you, and it it is called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I believe I mentioned this, but I finished it. I finished it. I, I read it front to back in a matter of a two weeks, and just every single thing that he said about why being like a digital minimalist is better for your mental health, better for just your social life is is very enlightening. So I wanted to share about part one. So he breaks the book into two parts. The first part is specifically to do a digital detox. Now, I know that it's really hard to, to think about separating your life from social media because if you're anything like me you either use it for work or you use it to connect with people in your life that you're not really as close to anymore or because you just love social media now i totally get how how intimidating it would be to perhaps have a detox but i also see how necessary it is 
Now, I haven't myself done a full 30 days of a social media detox. I did one last year for about half a month, about 15 days, um, during my birthday. And it was great. It was exactly what I needed at the time. It was right before we left to our trip to Valle. And I was like, I told Adrian, I was like, I want to delete my social media apps. It would be great if you do this like with me. So I'm not feeling like a loser. And I just wanted to make sure we were fully present with one another before we went to our Valle trip. And when I came back, I realized just even though I would have that moment where I would want to check my phone or I would have that urge to be like, oh, like I'm, I want to go on social media. I'm glad I strayed away from it because after those 15 days or so, I was finally able to reintroduce what I wanted on my phone because I was so overwhelmed with the fact that now that Apple and like our, our phones tell us how much time we spend on our phones and it was like way over four hours. Like that was, that was a lot for me to take in. And I was just like, you know what? I need to like take it down a notch. So I'm glad that after my birthday, after being present with Adrian during our trip and, and just documenting the things that we wanted to do, we, he ended up bringing his film camera. I brought my, um, instant Polaroid photos or instant, gosh, my instant Fujifilm camera. And it was just great to document those memories ourselves without having to share it on social media for one. Now in digital minimalism, Cal Newport shares about this 30 day digital detox. And he basically talks about the same thing. You know, you, during this digital detox, yes, it's going to be rough depending on your relationship that you have with social media already, it's going to require you to change your habits and just to delete every single thing on your phone that is social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, TikTok, whatever it is nowadays. And to reintroduce it slowly into your life after the detox. Now, um, I did download Instagram right away. <laughs> and also, but also, I had to note because I ended up scheduling some posts. That's like my social media uh, strategy brain speaking. I ended up scheduling a few posts while we were away during this trip. But I did not respond in any way. I didn't take a look at anything in any way. I waited until I returned from my detox to, you know, respond to everyone. Also, just realize like on social media, yes, you have that like fear of missing out, but really what are you missing out on? Let's be real. Like those stories and these people that you follow, yes, they're updating their lives and sharing what they're up to, but really if you were close friends with them, a phone call or a text will do. Now we'll get into that later because I feel like that's just, I'm getting way ahead of myself because I, I really am passionate about this topic right now because I myself am kind of preparing for digital detox in April because I have a major, major project coming out in March. You all will stay tuned in the next few weeks. I'm really excited about it. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. But again, with the digital detox for about a month, 30 days or so, once you are done with it and you reintroduce the things that you 
that do serve you and give you a purpose and give you that intention of showing up to your audience or whatever it is, literally, like, I no longer have Twitter or Facebook on my phone because I don't need it. I never used it anyway, but every time I'd get that ping or that notification, it would give me that hit of dopamine. It would give me that like attention that I wanted. And now I turn off all social media like notifications so I don't have that urge to check my phone on the regular and I set myself restrictions on those social media apps and on my phone so that I make sure that I'm not getting these notifications while I'm working because I could get distracted so easily. And I don't know about you guys, but seriously, the second that I get stuck into like an Instagram or YouTube wormhole, it's done for. I'm, that'll probably like just take me away from work for about 30 minutes to an hour. And like that alone scares me because if I'm in the middle of a project that needs attention to no one else is going to stop me from like actually doing the work aside from myself. So anyways, yes, back to the topic. Please, like if if you're interested in what a digital detox can do for you, I highly recommend it. Now, again, I didn't do the full 30 days, but I was fully aware of what I wanted to do um, coming back into the social media realm. And I want to say on average, I spend about like an hour and a half on social media, which I don't enjoy, which I'm not proud of, but I also manage social media accounts and then I I have to keep up with the trends for my clients and whatnot. So that's kind of my reasoning, (laughs) but I'm also like very aware of how much time I spend on my phone because I try and not, I try not to look at this screen so often. I try not to open my phone so often because again, last year, if I were to look at my like phone statistics, my phone statistics and how much time I spent on my phone, it was anywhere from like four and a half to five hours. And that is so scary. And now I believe on average, it could be like an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes even three, which is kind of crazy because it's like these mindless scrolling, the mindless, the, the like unfulfilling content, like at the end of the day, like it's, it's so crazy to know that we spend so much time on our devices and not as much time maybe in person or out in nature, which is definitely what I want to dive into next because I am all about creating more meaningful and intentional connections. Cuffing Combos was built on connecting and having these conversations with people in real life, which is why all of these podcast episodes, I prefer to have someone right across from me versus over the phone or over a Zoom call. Now, no shade to anyone who does that because I listen to those podcasts and they're great. But for me, there's always that intentionality and always that like eye-to-eye Um, connection or in-person connection that makes these conversations a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more real to me because that is like one of my biggest values. It's just human connection. And I prefer to always have that in real life. So if you connect with me on Instagram and you say something like, oh, like I really love this episode, like 
or like, oh, I, I saw that you visited this coffee shop and I wanted to visit it too. I love that. I would love for you to connect with the other people that I chat with on the other side of the microphone. I would love for you to go to these coffee shops in San Diego because these are people that I admire who created a beautiful space for you to enjoy around a beautiful and delicious cup of coffee. So I am all about creating intentional connections. And because that's at my core, I also feel as though social media has kind of hindered these relationships. I feel like I at at one t- at a time like maybe three four years ago, I placed so much value on how many followers I had, on how many followers someone I knew had. I placed so much value on how many likes a photo got. I would you know edit a photo until it was perfect. I fell into those traps. I fell into those like weird phases honestly and like I look at back at it now and I'm like who who was I kidding like I I I kept trying to edit and filter out my real life when in reality like this is it like I'm like there there is no reason for me to hide who I am and what I do and the things that I say or the way that I speak because this is it like I I'm tired I'm tired of faking it and I'm I'm tired of seeing fake stuff on the internet because like oh it's so crazy about how much fake bullshit is out there and and how much ingenuine people are out there taking advantage of people and using their popularity for something. And I don't want to make this a negative podcast at all because I I really want to turn the script around and see how we can be a little bit more intentional on social media. But I just wanted to share that because that's been something that's on my mind is there's so much bullshit out there and we already deal with it in real life. And the fact that we like delve into this space on social media where you know, you're trying to escape your reality, but in reality, you're going to another space where it's just like not really fueling you. It's distracting you from all of the things because you're so interested in this like fake world and this like not manipulative, but a very curated version of someone's life. And again, like I've, I've grown so much personally and I've gone through a lot of healing and I've gone through a lot of reflection to really find out like why I felt these ways and or like why I felt like I needed to validate myself through social media. I'm glad I I moved past that, but I wanted to just share that there's in a world of like fake shit, like let's just continue being real. And again, I'm always ranting on these solo episodes and I, I apologize. But again, with the with the topic of more meaningful and intentional connections, I feel like there's definitely a way for you to take that interaction and connection and make it a in real life connection, like going to a networking event, which I'm excited to talk about in part three. I'm just talking about like digital connections and social media right now. And I can't wait to dive into the next episode. I feel like this is what it's like leading into. But for you to really maximize like healthier habits on social media, what I highly recommend is filtering who you follow. Just like how you would in real life, surround yourself with people who actually inspire you and unfollow people who don't. 
it's that simple. I feel like I I was so bombarded with like these picture perfect feeds and people who would edit the way that they look that would use Facetune and it's just like I'm so tired of that. I'm I'm done looking at these edited versions of people because when I do end up meeting some of these people in real life, they're nothing like their photos or they don't have that same persona that they portray to have on social media. And that's like such a bummer because the last thing that, you know, like we would want or want to deal with is really having to, I don't know, like unfriend someone in real life, (laughs) but it happens. And really I, I highly suggest like one of the biggest ways for you to cultivate a healthy habit on social media is to surround yourself with the people who are smarter than you, who inspire you, who motivate you, who are maybe doing the same things as you. Because it's so easy to play that comparison game. It's so easy to have imposter syndrome and be like, I'm never going to be that good enough. But if you look towards someone who motivates you and peps you up and hypes you up as much as you hype them up, like that's the pe- those are the people that you need to be surrounded with because those people are your community. Those are the same people who will show up for you online and in real life. And it took me a long time to realize this. And it always just mind boggled me that I would place so much value on someone who maybe didn't even follow me back or even knew I existed. But trust me, there's so much value in the community that's around you. And something that was very fascinating in this digital minimalism book is that he brings up that we are not even meant to be connected with more than 150 people. So when you see that, like that number of people you follow and it's like over 300 or a thousand, like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming to keep up with the Joneses. And like the Joneses are keeping up with like the Smiths or whatever. And it's just crazy. So really, if you're going to filter anything, filter the people that you follow and filter the content you consume. That is like my biggest like healthy habit number two towards social media. The first one is to do a digital detox and to really kind of introduce those right social media platforms that cater to you and that will bring you joy and fulfillment versus making you feel worse. Um, and the third one... The third kind of point to this episode is to create before you consume. Now, coming from a digital, like a digital creator background, I I highly, highly believe that it's it's so important for you to create before you consume. It's one thing to look for others as inspiration. But it's another to get lost in comparison. Again, the imposter syndrome that I cannot create anything as good because this person's doing it. Or I can't be a photographer because this photographer scene is too oversaturated. It doesn't matter. It's like one of those situations where you just got to stay in your own lane. You know what I mean? Like we all have superpower given to us. We're all given a talent when we were born. And sometimes it takes a long time for us to uncover it. You know, like I always 
like I've always been passionate about just being like entrepreneur minded, but I never attempted to do anything in this realm because I was never surrounded by it. And I always thought it was weird that I would want to maybe try something else as a career versus be a nurse like the rest of my family. And I was embarrassed by it. I was so ashamed by it. But like looking back at my childhood days where I would make like little furry pom like pom-pom guys and stick like those googly eyes on them and then create like a cute little message and then leave them in a mailbox and then like tell the mailbox, mailbox guy, the postman that like, hey, I'm selling these if you want one. And they just look at me like I'm crazy. Like that was one one way that I explored entrepreneurship at a young age or I knew that I was interested in it. And then again in college when I wanted to join like this this group on campus that was for business owner or aspiring business owners and entrepreneurs, but I never did it because I was so ashamed. And I look back at it now and though I don't regret any of my life decisions, it's interesting to see how in the end here I am being this entrepreneur, owning this production business, and really building the life that I love and care for. So before I dive a little bit deeper on the topic of creating before you consume, I thought I should also kind of continue on to what the digital one... <laughs> on what the digital minimalism book talks about in part two. Now, you might be wondering why I'm jumping around a lot, and I'm sorry, but like my thoughts are everywhere right now. Um, but for those who do do a digital detox for 30 days, you might be wondering, what do you fill your time with? What do you do, right? And instead of maybe looking at your phone and diving into social media or binge watching on your favorite new show on Netflix because they just released a new series. Let's introduce some high leisure activities. Now, this is what Cal Newport calls activities like painting, hiking, reading more books, things that will actually educate you and fuel you and make you feel better about yourself versus low leisure activities, which are Again, looking at your social media feeds, updating it every second, and then creating this like habitual thing of trying to just consume more media. Now, what I love about this book in particular is that it really dives into different ways that you can use social media to your benefit, as well as ways that you can actually you know, create those boundaries with yourself so that you do have more of a intentional lifestyle doing the things that serve you best. Now, in the first episode of this series, I talked about your attitude and mindset and your morning routine. Now, this definitely kind of plays into that part because I do not touch my phone and dive onto like social media or the internet in the mornings because the second that I do, I'm stuck. I am in this like wormhole of just other people's problems. I immediately go to my email. I want to answer everything. So I definitely eliminate that. And from what I've told you during my morning routines, I, you know, I wake up, I meditate, I listen to Gemini's mantra loops. I 
I read a book. I read for about 30 minutes. Then I go to the gym because I, I, I just know that being active is better than that. So that like right before I do go into work, I have that short period of time and I like to dedicate at least 15 or 30 minutes to being like, okay, I'm going to go into social media before I dive into my work day. And that's like my first boundary. I do have a notification on my phone if I do surpass 30 minutes on Instagram. And I will be honest, I oftentimes surpass it and I'm just like, ignore. <laughs> and it's okay if you do. But I definitely, the second I get that notification, I'm, I, I get brought back into reality and I realize like, okay, like it's time for me to put my phone down. It's time for me to focus and get to work. And it's time for me to really get my shit done. Now, this is where the create before you consume comes into play because I'm all about intentionality and all about creating structure around my social media use. I follow accounts that align with my values. I love to follow a lot of like like female entrepreneurs um, amazing female entrepreneurs in my community specifically, some women who are killing it, who don't even know who I am and just surrounding myself with like positive vibes, if that makes sense. Like I love following those like quote accounts or like moon omens. They send, they have, they post like daily affirmations and things like that. Um, and it's just, it's nice for me. And then in the creation part, I am all about strategy and storytelling. Again, coming from that social media background, I am all about batch creating content and scheduling it out. Now, back to what I was saying when I scheduled content for my birthday, I made sure I had posts going live while I was on my detox. Now, you could do the same thing. That way you're maximizing most of your time. Now, I know not everyone has the liberty to do this and not everyone thinks this way, but in my experience, it just alleviates a lot of stress because I feel like we all put so much pressure on ourselves to post something on social media, to be present, to comment, to to like everybody's posts and all this stuff, but really just focus on you. You don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to like other people's stuff, but I really recommend just showing up for yourself first. And Something that I like to do is kind of plan out a month's content in advance, maybe even a week's content in advance. So today is Monday when this episode comes out. And typically for a coffee and convos, I know that I will schedule a post on the Monday the episode comes out. Then on Tuesday, I know that it will be a takeover on stories for a guest, but now it'll be me. And then I will batch record episodes and plan out the content then and make sure I have those photos edited. And then for my personal account, I make sure that I have at least two or three posts going out that week. And something I really enjoy through social media is just the mix of like beautifully taken photos that's on the DSLR and then a mix of like literal like real life photos of just like taken on the iPhone, no editing, whatever. So something that I believe that you can do is really just kind of be intentional with the content you put out and to plan ahead. What does that look like? There are so many, like if you feel like you, you can't create the content that you want, maybe consider investing into some stock websites. 
There's like Unsplash that that um, provides free stock images. Maybe you want to post something of a palm tree, but you don't have anything and everything that you have in your library doesn't match the vibe you're looking for or the mood that you're in. And then there's things like Social Curator where Jasmine Starr created this awesome monthly membership where she takes this, she takes these custom stock photos for entrepreneurs to use um, through a membership. She creates copy so that you can just kind of use these copy templates for yourself and just kind of plug in what you want to plug in. Now, there's so many different tools and ways for you to put out content without feeling the pressure. And again, with the structure, create something that's easy for you. Whether that is something like putting out a new IGTV video every Monday, whether that is like for me, putting out a podcast every Monday. And you guys, like I record my episodes at least, if not a week, at least two weeks in advance. And I'm so excited to say that I have like pretty much all of March's episodes recorded except for two. And that's huge for me. That means I don't have to think about it so much the week leading up to these episode launches. And I want you to feel the same way and that confident when when you do approach social media because it is important for you to feel like you're in control and not to feel so overwhelmed with the social media that you're creating and consuming. Again, definitely be intentional and set some structure for yourself. There's so many different tools I like to use later to schedule my posts. There's also things like Planoly. There's... There's even like paid versions of it where you could schedule your stories, like manage your own social media as like, as if some like social media manager would manage your account, if that makes sense. Like however you imagine your dream social media to be like, just do it. There's really no pressure. Again, like I'm thinking in this like strategy role, you don't have to think as intense as I do because like I'm always in this mindset of like, I need to plan like a month or two ahead because X, Y, Z is happening. Or like I think about all of these holidays coming up. Ooh, like I want to take a photo of me drinking coffee because it's National Coffee Day. There's all of these like random things that you can create content around. And again, you don't have to partake in this at all. But for those who are interested in really taking control of your social media content and posting, that's definitely one way to do it. That way you're maximizing your time and your effort to show up for yourself outside of social media. That's really what it is at the end of the day is to be more mindful of what you're creating, what you're consuming, so that at the end of the day, you're just happy and fulfilled and you still have the time to show up for yourself and for those around you. Now, I come from this background of social media marketing and everything. And as much as I enjoy social media, it's like this double-edged sword. I highly, highly suggest people to just use it as a tool and leave it at that instead of like using social media as like a life source because there's so many people that rely on it, that rely on the likes to fuel their, I don't want to say egos because that's kind of mean, but to fuel like their self-worth and there's so much more out there when you do connect with someone in real life that is so much more meaningful than putting that energy into social media and connecting with someone 
who could be catfishing you or who could be like not the best person or just won't reciprocate what you're putting out, if that makes sense. And you have to do what works for you. Now, this isn't a solution for everyone, but these are the habits that I've instilled in my life to make sure that I lead a healthy relationship and create a healthy habit using social media as a tool and using it to serve me instead of serving others. Because yes, I am here to create content that that will inspire and empower others, but I'm also here creating content really to make sure that whatever I'm putting out there in the world is serving others in a different kind of way. And in a way that reminds you that like at the end of the day, we're all human and this human connection matters. So like, don't forget to like reach out to someone today to be kind to one another and to show up in real life the same way you show up for others online. Cause it's so easy to be nice, but it's also equally as easy to be mean to someone online. And we have to be so intentional. We have to be practical and we have to be just more positive, you know? And I wanted to, kind of wrap up the podcast with a few words that I've highlighted in the digital minimalism book. Cal Newport says, adopting digital minimalism is not a one-time process that completes the day after your digital declutter. It instead, it instead requires ongoing adjustments. In my experience, the key to sustained success with this philosophy is accepting that it's not really about technology, but it is instead more about the quality of your life. I'm going to say that again. It's not really about technology, but it's instead more about the quality of your life. Now, think about it. The time you're investing in using social media is a time you're investing in yourself as well. Is it fueling you? Is it educating you? What tools are you using on your social media apps that are really fueling you and making you a better person? Now, I've definitely incorporated high leisure activities like actually walking in nature, finding that time to read more books, just like digital minimalism and taking the time during my day to schedule out those blocks of intentionality and showing up for myself that, is, that does not require me showing up on online first or last. I like to start my day making sure that it's not on my phone and ending my day, making sure it's not on my phone or on a TV or consuming media. I, I hear so many times that um, like there's that meme or whatever that goes around that like, oh my gosh, like I, I scroll so much on my phone and then like you're while you're in bed, you drop your phone on your face and stuff. It's just like, I haven't done that in forever. And I'm glad that I don't because I want to make sure that whatever I'm consuming before bed is going to keep me inspired or that's going to like, I don't know, just make more sense and make me happier. I want to make sure again, that the time that I'm investing in my, in, in whatever extra free time that I have outside of work is invested in things that matter to me most. And honestly, social media is not my number one priority, not at all. It's not even my top five. So to continue what he says, 
The more you experiment with the ideas and practices on the preceding pages, the more you'll come to realize that digital minimalism is much more than a set of rules. It's about cultivating a life worth living in our current age of alluring devices. He does talk a lot about how these tech giants create these habitual things like scrolling like when you pull down and then it refreshes your page like that was adapted on your phone so you could stay on your phone these people who invest all their time and energy improving our apps and these like digital platforms they want to keep you on there for a reason because they know that your time is valuable and the more that they keep you on their apps and on their websites the more you're likely to push an ad the more likely you're going to consume the media that they want you to consume i highly recommend you pick up this book if you haven't already it's such a great read and i know it's intimidating but again make sure you develop these healthy habits when you do approach social media approach it as a tool. To recap what we talked about, about social media and your media use, it's really understanding whether or not social media is going to be helpful for you or is it going to be more detrimental for you. So I don't know where you are on your social media journeys in your life, whether you use it for your career or as an outlet or whatever. But again, less can be more and use these digital platforms as a tool to create more meaningful and intentional connections to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you follow those people who inspire you and unfollow those people you don't and then create before you consume be intentional create some structure around it and trust me you'll feel so much better about it I've definitely learned a lot during my digital detox and I look forward to my digital decluttering detox in April. I intend to take a full 30 days, but I do plan again to plan out and schedule all this content so it still goes out to those who tune into the podcast, who follow along with what I do. So that way I'm still serving you with the content that I create, but I'm also serving myself by giving myself a digital detox and a break because it could be so overwhelming and it doesn't have to be. And that's pretty much it. I hope this kind of like wraps up anything that you have concerning social media and using it as a tool, or it could have just been another rant that I had, but this has been all like consuming me and like just having this talk a little bit earlier When I was talking to Adrian and our friend Ramel, we were talking about how my generation in particular, we're the last ones who grew up knowing what it was like living without social media or living without like the internet and then transitioning into it through dial up and knowing that like when your parents would pick up the phone, like you would be disconnected. And then here we are in this like crazy tech age where we have phones that like connect to the internet instantly when you load a website like it's crazy to see that transition and it's so crazy to see that the generations growing up now are are so used to the norm of media and having technology at literally the palm of their hands when they're so young like five years old or younger and I don't know what kind of parent I'll be in the future 
but I do want to create some intentionality with what I how I I use media and how I use my technology and also how I hope to instill those same values in my future children and with those around me because like it's it it sucks being like at this is a side note but it sucks like being at a group of being being with a group of friends and like we're all having an engaging conversation but then one person is on their phone like liking photos and and going on Twitter and liking like status updates and it's just like dude we're right here let's connect in real life let's make sure that like you know we're we're connecting this way because to me that's more valuable but hey maybe those people don't align with like what i'm into but i do appreciate those who are fully present with me and who do create that space and time to connect in real life or give me a phone call or shoot me a text and you know what you guys i'm going to i'm going to sprinkle in a few extra tips for you now i don't know about you but there's like a few features on social media and also through text that I really enjoy. And sometimes I don't have the time or effort to call someone, but instead I'll send them voice memos. And that way, like, I'm not like typing on my phone and it takes like a bajillion minutes to just send out a text and I'm making sure I sound like a decent human being, but I'm really just incorporating the tone and like what I'm trying to say directly without having to like, have a typo and all that stuff. So a few things that I like to do to kind of deepen those relationships with people that I may not have face-to-face time access to is sending them voice memos and just kind of sending them some actual mail. (laughs) I don't know if all of you do that, but I do love to send snail mail and I love to just write handwritten notes or letters to people that I love and care about because That's such a surprise nowadays, and you'd be surprised as to how much it would brighten someone's day to just let them know that you're thinking of them, whether it's through a voice memo, whether it's through a little video you send them, or something in the mail. And another random tip that I wanted to include is to turn off your notifications. I know I said it, at least I think I did, (laughs) but literally... That's the thing that's distracting you and that's like reeling you into social media to begin with. Do yourself a favor, turn those nasty notifications off and call it a day. Control your social media use. Don't let it control you. I hope you all enjoyed. I would love to hear how you create your own boundaries to social media if you do so or if you're having challenges with, you know, tackling social media as a tool, like what you're struggling with, because I feel like we could all educate one another, we could all help each other out, and we could all help each other grow in this realm, in this world that we've created. So that's it for now, and I will chat with you all next week. Thank you all for tuning in to the Coffee and Convos podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please rate us and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're streaming on. Our team would greatly appreciate it. 
The Coffee and Combos podcast is produced by Futures Past. And our original theme song is produced by Sounds by DJ.